This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, November 12, 2019. And, you know, we've been watching the news as we do every day and all week. It's just the way you have to do it. If you're going to be a serious investor, you have to pay attention to not only the news events of the days, and not only here in the U.S., but around the world, and also the political shenanigans, I guess we should call them, all that byplay between the two parties, just so you know you know what, which way the market's going to go. On a day-to-day bar basis, the market can, go, can do anything. But it's important to know, you know, where the shifts in politics and policies go in the long term. So you got to pay attention. So that's what we're doing. We're all, and I want to thank everybody. As you know, I was in uh, New York here um, just what th- last Thursday and Friday, and of course I caught a little cold. It was rainy and it got very cold. I mean, I wasn't used to that cold, I I can tell you that. But it was okay. I mean, I enjoyed myself. I I do really like New York. It's kind of fun. It's a fun place to visit. So, uh, and I really thank everybody for meeting with me, taking the time. Uh, I do appreciate it. And um, I hope I help some people. That's what I hope. Now, I'm Steve Peasel, and I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you'll call me. That You guys drive the show. Whatever direction you want to take it, that's where we're going. As long as it's financial, we'll go there. And of course, we're all, you know, pointing at the same goal, and that's for everybody to be wealthy. We all want to be wealthy. And of course, that means different things to different people. But, you know, so that's why I use the term financial freedom, to give you financial freedom, where the money makes money for you, makes you enough money that you don't have to work for the money anymore. It works for you. We call that financial freedom. So I'm going to help you with that today, hopefully in this hour, by answering questions, any financial questions you have. And to do that, you have to call. So our listener line is open. The number is live at 888-99-CHART. So I do appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I probably will be back usually for November and December. I don't leave town because the holiday season. I might. I'm thinking about going back up to uh, the San Jose area in the beginning of December, but I'm going to have to see if there's any interest in that. So if you are interested in meeting with me at the beginning of December, you got to let me know fairly soon so I can make my reservations and get that set. So we might do that, or I might wait till just January. Because the holiday season, you know, we're all busy. I know I am, and I know you are. So that's okay. So maybe we'll wait till after the after the first for those consultations. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, if you want to, if you just send me a, by the way, if you want to meet with me, just send me an email at investtalk.com. Go to our website there, investtalk.com. Send me an email. Yeah, just get in touch and let me know. My main talking point today gives something to think about. Investors are steering clear of hefty private equity debt packages. Could the prospective $70 billion bailout of Walgreens signal the end of the market rally? Did you know that's what they're trying to do? Pay $70 billion buyout for Walgreens. I got some interesting things to talk about that. It, you, you'll, you'll, you'll see when I get to it. So how do the market, you know, what else do I want to talk about? 
well, how about mutual funds cash levels is the lowest it's ever been in six, is lowest it's been in six years. Cash levels are lowest been in six years. And how about the the Fed cut rates just in time? There was an article about that. Did the Fed cut rates just in time? Remember, they were increasing all the way up till December. And we've had three cuts in. 180 degrees turnaround. So we're talking about that. And Costco's Black Friday deals. Now, Costco's going to be closed on Thanksgiving. But what about Black Friday deals for Costco? There's some pretty good deals out there. So those are three things I'll discuss other than, oh, there's a lot of other things I'm going to discuss. But, you know, there's, there's my main talking point, the main one in those three there. And the market was, I'm going to have to say up. The Dow was up zero points, so it wasn't down or up. It ended up flat for the day. But the NASDAQ was up 22 and the S&P was up five. So it was a positive day. And if the Dow was up today, that would have made, I think, like nine days in a row. So it's due for having a, giving some of that back. Just pointing it out. It's just a normal situation. Nothing to panic about. So that's what we, whatever you guys want to talk about, you're going to drive the show. Just remember that. So uh, the the market was has been pretty positive and broke above all its old highs. So you got to say we're on another leg of a bull run. You got to say it. You got to admit to the facts. Um, is the economy going to do well, pretty well? Well, everything is, and I've said this a million times, is everything depends on China. And the deals are making with China because Trump is saying, oh, yeah, they, they want to make a deal. We're going to make a deal. Everything's in, everything looks pretty good. Well, there's no deal yet. And the deal they have, it's a partial deal. But if it doesn't if it doesn't come through or falls through, the market's not going to be very happy. If they get the deal, the market probably is already built into that. And now it's the whole deal, not just this partial deal they'll be looking for. That's what they're looking for. Okay? So, Okay. Let's go ahead and start taking the questions. I, I like to take questions. That's my the funnest part of the show to me. So let's take a question on our anytime listener line, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. I'm calling about Apple. I've owned Apple for over five years now. I've made quite a bit of profit, and I'm thinking about a, putting a trailing stop on it. I'm thinking about putting a 10% trailing stop. I'm wondering if that is a good idea. That would be only about 20% of the stock at that trailing stop. If you could answer that, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Well, there certainly isn't nothing wrong with a trailing stop. If you want to lock in profits at a certain stage, if it starts to roll over, and it is overbought, so it's going to come down to some degree. It's going to have a – Apple's been on a tear, right? Uh, it's been moving up pretty steadily since June. And even there, for the May month, it fell. But ever since the beginning of the year, it moved all the way up to the 1st of May, fell for the month of May, then from May, the 1st of June on up, Hasn't really looked back. Apple. A trailing stop, everybody, means he'll get out at a certain point, point, and he wants to put it at a 10%. So it's at $261 a share. So he would put it at 26 points below where it is right now. Okay, so that would be 230, 
Uh, and that's about the 50-day moving average, if you want to believe it. You know, that's where that is. 200-day moving average is 201. So, yeah, you can do that, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, but if it gets too much of your portfolio, you kind of need to rebalance it. That that'd be one of the approaches you take. Just cut it back, sell some, get it back to a normal amount. Remember, we talk about rebalancing. You take a look at your portfolio once or twice a year and rebalance. So at some point, you're going to have to rebalance it if it gets too big of your portfolio. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program with five new shows each week, Monday through Friday. And it is broadcast and streamed live in our 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. And I hope you will tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk. Justin Klein and I do our very best to make it interesting and keep it instructive. And whenever you have investment questions, I encourage you to explore our podcast library. You can search, listen, subscribe, and please take a second to rate us at Invest Talk, our podcast at least, rate our Invest Talk podcast. You do it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888 chart. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Give me some, some stats today. Let's see. Uh, oil's at $57 a barrel. You know, oil all year has been in the low fifth, low mid-50s. Didn't change. Probably not going to change. And that means gasoline prices are pretty much steady the whole time. And, you know, they haven't really have changed either. The two-year treasury, 1.66%. The 10-year is 1.9%. So that spread is getting healthier. So it's a healthy spread. Gold at $1,454 an ounce. The last couple of months has been going kind of sideways to down. I still think, though, I will think, I still think gold has a, a little bit, uh, another run coming. I do. Uh, the U.S. consumer still feels very positive. Jobs. Remember, our economy is 70% of the, is driven by the consumer. And they're working. They have jobs. Their salaries are increasing. The matter of fact, it's been a long time since it increased, but they're starting to pick up a little steam, and that might mean a little bit of inflation down the road, but I don't think there's anything to worry about yet. I really don't. So, everything is, looks pretty strong out there, you know, uh, right now. You know, I always get nervous when everybody gets too complacent. It always makes me nervous for, for some reason, but that's the numbers. And did you see Disney started a streaming service today, Disney Plus? Out today at a cost of $699 per month. What's really interesting, they, by the way, they had a bunch of glitches. You know, uh, demand is pretty high, and the engineers are working on to correct the problem, but they've got some problems there um, initially. They, you know they don't expect to be profitable, this business, for like four years? They don't care. They just want, right now, they're looking for market share. They want to innovate or die. Grow, grow, grow. Get a lot of people. Get big fast. And, you know, Disney Disney has the content. 
they have the content. They, they started off, started off with 400 movies and 7,000 television shows, an additional $2 billion investment in movie franchises. Now, and, you know, they took on 20 million Verizon subscribers and on the Disney Plus for free from day one. So they started with 20 million people from Verizon, day one. Now, contrast that with Apple streaming service. They launched today, or was it yesterday? They have 12 TV shows and two movies. Uh-huh. Content. you got to have content. This, you, you just have to have it if you're going to make it work. So Disney is going to build this system, and they're going to have a lot of people on it, and they have a lot of content, and then they're going to start increasing those prices. And the bigger the bigger their audience, the easier it is them for the make a profit, right? So we'll see. This past weekend was the most violent yet in Hong Kong. Did you know that? And a couple of people died. Now, the worry here is Hong Kong operates the fifth largest stock exchange on in the world. Fifth. At some point, what happens in Hong Kong is going to be damaging to other parts of the world, other parts of the market. It just, it's going to happen. So, the fallout from an ongoing protest there has caused recession in Hong Kong, and do you think that's not going to cause other parts of the world to have problems? Of course it will. And it's going to affect the U.S.-Chinese trade talks, wouldn't it? How, you know, if if China comes in there with soldiers and kills a bunch of people and throws them in, they disappear, how, how's that going to affect our relationship with China? It's going to affect it. So you gotta be, we're going to have to be careful here. Just because you have the trade deal and it might be positive, well, it doesn't have to go smoothly. Many Asian political experts are saying it's going to be a problem. So I can see that. I really can. Okay, on the next Invest Talk, according to UBS survey, more than half the world's richest investors see big market decline in 2020. Why is that? Could they be right or are they wrong? That story is going to be tomorrow, everybody. For, but for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm happy to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, you've come to the right place, Invest Talk. And Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888 99 Chart. 888 992 4278. Okay, let's go talk to Cynthia in San Jose. How are you doing, Cynthia? Good. Cynthia? Um, my question is about the stock OXY. And, um... Yes. Do you think it's a value trap, or you think this is a good, good stock to hold on for? Okay, the, yeah, yeah. This stock has been going down. It was at what sixty six, sixty eight dollars a year ago, and here it is at thirty eight. So it's been cut in half. Occidental Petroleum (OXY) engaged in the exploration and production of crude oil and natural gas worldwide. So it's been beaten up because worldwide, you know, the the demand has gone down because of economic slowdown everywhere, right? So, 
Does that mean this is time to buy? Is it a good bargain? They're going to make $1.88 a share this year and make $1.32. It's a $38 stock. So that you can't say, if you look back, you can see it made a lot of money in 2018. Therefore, it looks like if you use that number and apply it to the price, it looks like a very cheap stock, PE-wise. Don't look back. Always look forward. They're going to make $1.32. Next year, dollar eighty-eight this year, dollar thirty-two next year. What's a dollar thirty-two worth? Well, I'd say it's worth about the high twenties, the low thirties, and it's at thirty-eight dollars. So it's just coming down to where the value is. Now, you might want to buy it, Cynthia, for the dividend. It pays about an eight percent. Can it maintain that dividend? Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. A five percent dividend would be about a dollar seventy-five. No probably can't maintain that dividend because it'd be more than the earnings it's going to make. So I would say stay away from it at the time. Wait till it hits the bottom. Wait till it starts to improve. I think you got another six months, a year, maybe before that happens. Cynthia. So I'd stay away from it if I was you. OXY. Okay? Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. But it's, it, it's, it's, it does look like it's cheap because if you use last year's earnings – and compare that with the the price. You say, man, that looks really cheap. That's like a, you know, like a six seven PE. Well, no, the PE is more like twenty five, based on next year's earnings. My main talking point today: investors are steering clear of the hefty private equity debt package. So, could the prospective seventy billion dollar buyout of Walgreens signal the end of the rally? I don't think you can just say that. But $70 billion buyout, that's huge for Walgreens. And this is a, this is a, uh, they're trying to take it private, okay? Boots Alliance is trying to take it private. But to do that, they have to borrow $70 billion. They got to get that money from somewhere. Now, the question is, can they get that kind of money, $70 billion, to do this? In an era where banks are not, not willing to do this kind of thing, as much as they were before, a year or two ago, they're getting tighter and tighter with that. And you have to remember, there's only there's already like, what, $3 trillion, $3.4 trillion worldwide in leveraged loans, and that's what this would be. See, banks don't mind lending people money to people that they know they can get their money back. So when they lend money out, they want some assurance they're going to get. Now, Walgreens is making money, okay? They make money, but they're only making hundreds of millions of dollars a year, $300 million or so. Well, that's not a lot of money. That's not a lot of money when you're borrowing $75 billion. Yeah, You know, so they're pro- and if, if the, any, any way, shape, or form the economy slows down, that means that debt payment is going to be, think about a mortgage just like you if you lost your job or your, your salary got cut in half or if they doubled the interest rate on you. You couldn't pay these things. So that's the big worry here. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Walgreens made $677 million last year. Okay. Um, but profits plunged 55%. So it's it's gonna be a tough deal, but what's really interesting is part of the article that this is this cover is saying that these kinds of deals usually happen at the tops of the economic cycle. They usually happen at the tops of the economic cycle if these deals go through. 
because, you know, everybody thinks everything's wonderful. And the article is speculating if that's what we're seeing now. We don't know. It's just a speculation. I, I don't like doing that. I, I don't think that's the proper way you look at these things. I think you look at the basic fundamentals of the economy, basic fundamentals of the companies, debt levels, profit margins, EBITDA. Uh, look at the, where you are in the economic cycle, where the Fed is, uh, the Fed, not only our Federal Reserve, but all the central banks around the world. What are they doing? Are they, are they tightening or loosening their financial strings? And how about the governments around the world? What are they doing? Well, our government's doing absolutely nothing because of politics and re-election. So nothing's going to come from ours. But what about other governments? China is trying to, you know, very hard to reignite their economy. And what about Europe? What are they doing? You know, so you you look at those macro things, okay? Okay, we're going to, we're going into the break. Uh, here's a trivia question before we go. Apple TV Plus, you know, launched on November 1st. Today's Disney Plus launch. So the competition is heating up, right, for that, for the uh, streaming services. So my question, a trivia question is this. How many subscribers does Netflix have today in quarter three of 2019? Remember, Disney's starting out 20 million on Verizon. But how many are... How many subscribers does Amazon have? If you, I'll have the answer after the break, everybody. And now, lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Numbers are elusive. It's about 5% of my overall portfolio. They're always changing. I have uh, about like $3,000, I would say. On InvestStock, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners. We took uh, 20% out to buy a property, investment property. Invest Talk listeners know it's all about the numbers. Am I going to get cheaper mortgage rates if I wait till the end of the year? So the questions keep coming. Let's talk to Cindy in San Jose. How are you doing, Cindy? Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. From every part of America. I wanted to ask you guys about adding two of my positions in these two names right now. Should I sell it and take the profit? Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Really learned a lot from you guys. Independent thinking, shared success. InvestTalk.com Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make InvestTalk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Where's my caller? Don't I have a caller, guys? Oh, there it is. Um, we got Bert in Bakersfield. How you doing, Bert? Right after Bert, we're going to get to the trivia hey. question, I promise everybody. How you doing, Bert? Hey, pretty good, Steve. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks. Um, I just had a question about my my company. They offer an employee stock purchase plan and offer a 5% discount yes. if I wanted to buy stock on a monthly basis. I was just wondering if you think that's a good uh, investment or if I should put my money elsewhere. The ticker is IART. 
RT. 5% is not the best discount in the world out there. It's a $5 billion company. Okay. It's Integra, Integra Life Sciences Holding makes medical devices, implants. They make money. They grow their money. Pretty decent company. Not, you know, pretty good company. Uh, let me ask a question. If you bought 5% every month, how do you have to hold on to it for a certain length of time? If you um, bought 5% no, you discount. Don't. You can actually stop it at any point, and if you leave the company, they refund you the money. Ooh. If you bought the stock yeah. this month, and the, could you sell it the very next day at market price? Uh, that I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. I think you can just stop your contributions if you want. I kind of think it's a good, solid company. Uh, they're a $58 stock, and they're going to make $3 a share next year. So you're talking what? Uh, uh, so you're talking about a 20 PE, a little less than 20, maybe 18 PE or so. And the five-year range is 17 to 31. Has good growth. I, I, w- I probably would do it. I probably okay. would. You were you working for the company, you might know better what's going on. But as far as the s- solidness of the company, it looks pretty good. Looks like a pretty good company. Okay. And so we can I, put up to I I think, 15,000. I mean, would you imagine or would you recommend put as much as I can towards it or just a small amount? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that much money into it. You want to make sure you get diversified. You don't want to get locked into just one stock being a big major part of your wealth. You just never know. You know, too many too many employees have been stuck in a company and they got shafted with all the money going away because the stock went down to pennies or out of business. So don't don't do too much. It's a good solid company. I just don't, and I think you should do it because you're getting at a discount. But don't go crazy on me, okay? So yes, yeah, some, but not not everything. Appreciate the call. Okay, we have a trivia question to get to. Apple TV Plus launched on November 1st, and Disney Plus launched today. So the competition for streaming subscribers is pretty much intensifying every day. As we know, as we noted, we said on the on the show here many times the last couple months. So how many subscribers does Netflix have today? Netflix, because they're the king. They started long ago. They have, you know, by far, you know, they're they've been around for a long time. I'm talking about the third quarter of 2019. How many subscribers? And how many subscribers does Amazon Prime have today? Okay. So, let's uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, In the the third quarter of 2019, Netflix had 60.62 million U.S. subscribers. The United States subscriber base accounts for one for, for over one third of Netflix worldwide streaming subscriber base, which is now globally at 158 million. Now remember, Disney started off with 20 million instantly with Verizon, and they're they're putting them on. Amazon Prime has more than 100 million subscribers. And includes free two-day shipping. If you do the, you know, shipping, we're talking about that. that they throw that in if you buy the Amazon uh, uh, the streaming service. So, do the Amazon Prime uh, subscribers spend more money in the company's marketplace compared with their non-Prime customers? Yes, they do. So it's working out for Amazon. At the end of 2018, Amazon Prime's members averaged $1,400 in spending. That was more than double the 600 non-Prime members spent. You got to give Amazon credit. They're pretty smart people. 
These big companies, Amazon, Netflix, well, maybe not Netflix, uh, Google, Facebook, Apple, they are definitely going to attract more and more and more attention from the government with possible monopolistic uh, uh, practices that they're going to, you know, there's, we have rules in this country that no one can get too big, and I have a feeling that's going to apply to these guys. We'll see. I mean, I think they're already, we already know it's starting to happen. Mutual fund cash levels, lowest has been in six years, okay? Now, what's happened is in the last couple of months, last month or so, they, they got, the, the, they got a, a case of the FOMO, fear of missing out. 230 fund managers were surveyed by Merrill Lynch. Cash dropped by almost 1% to 4.2% last month. And why? Because growth expectations changed dramatically with the Chinese partial deal from the expectation to be shrinkage to expansion. And the mutual funds are worried that they would miss out, so they poured in a bunch of money. That kind of explains the recent rally, doesn't it? Mutual funds putting money into it because they're fearful that... The run of the year end, they'll miss it, and then they got to announce to their to their their shareholders, "Oh, we didn't do so good." I think that's what it's all about, and it's true because there has not been very good uh, very good performance by by the mutual fund industry this this last year so far, year to date, it has not been very good. I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. Now, do you want to grow your wealth? We all do, don't we? I think. I know I do. But as you make your investment choices, there will always be a bit of fear. There's that fear and greed, just like these mutual fund guys. Fear, fear of missing out. I think, uh, I, you know, that happens common, very common of individual investors. Fear that you're going to miss out. Eh, not, there's always going to be another opportunity. But you have to understand your fear and greed, your own personal level. And, of course, we have a tool for that on investor.com called Riskalyze. It's a risk questionnaire, very few questions. It's not like you're answering 20 questions. I think it's like three to five questions. And it tries to gauge your personal risk tolerance level. So you've got to calibrate it, okay? And just so you know, it scores it from zero to 100. And when that's your personal risk tolerance it will score your personal risk tolerance when then it also scores the market when the market's uh market risk at S, if you're using the s&p 500 is a score of 80 what is your personal risk on your holdings you may have a personal risk tolerance level but what if your holdings don't match up see you can send me your portfolio and I'll, we'll find out all you do is go to investor.com just take it there take the survey But now I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. As an investor, you've seen the volatility of the market. To prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are implementing an effective master design, a deliberate plan formulated with the right mix of strategic investing programs. KPP Financial offers such a diverse set of programs, and you can contact Steve or Justin at their offices in Irvine, California to start a conversation. You can also quickly see what you may be missing anytime when you visit investtalk.com. 
The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Claudia from Florida. I had a question regarding uh, IRA accounts and uh, active trading. So I would like to use money that was in a 401k with a previous company. It has since been rolled into an IRA. Uh, and I wanted to first ask what's the type of IRA that it should be in if I want to actively trade stocks, that is. Then I'd like to inquire about actively trading. I've been practicing swing trading for several months and have now good averages ending in positive usually at the end of the month uh, with paper trading and some live trading. And just wanted to get your opinion on using that method, swing trading uh, with stocks to grow a retirement account. I look forward to hearing uh, your answer and love your show. Thanks. Okay, first of all, the first part, if you're going to do a lot of trading back and forth, in and out, in and out, in and out, you always want to do it in an IRA because there's no capital gains tax consequence. You don't have to track all the losses and gains. It's a real pain to do all that. So you do it in an IRA. You can do it in a Roth IRA or a regular IRA. A rollover IRA would be fine. Swing trading for everybody else. You've got day trading, swing trading, and just regular investments. Uh, both day trading and swing trading are difficult. Day trading is more difficult than swing trading. Swing trading usually comprises of you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks in a position, maybe a month, and then you're out. You know, you're buying, you're doing, it's a momentum kind of trading. Unlike day trading, you're in and out one day. Swing trading, you're in and out. It can be a few days to a few weeks, basically. Very difficult to be consistently successful at. So, and don't fall, don't think just because you can do it on paper, it's going to be the same in non-paper. It isn't. Because on paper, emotions do not get involved. Because it's not real money. You're not losing or you're not gaining real money. You're just practicing. But go ahead and try it, but make sure you try it. Don't try it with a lot of your own money. You want to be very careful. You step into it. You don't jump into it. You step into it. There are swing traders and day traders that are successful, but they're rare. Not common, rare. So be very, very careful. Okay, but you do use an IRA, you know, rollover IRA, regular IRA, Roth IRA, it doesn't matter, just as long as it's tax-deferred, so you don't have to keep track of all the trades. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Okay, the Fed cut rates, okay, uh, the, the rates that they cut, they started this year. Remember, they, they increased rates in December of last year. They were on a rate increase mode. I mean, they kept doing, going up and up and up and up, right? And if you listen to the show, you heard me say, I think they should not, they should stop raising rates. And that was last December. I thought that was not, shouldn't have done that. But then they turned right around this year and they've lowered the rates three times in a row. Now, I think they'll go one more time, by the way. I don't think that we, not by this year, maybe may begin next year. I would not be surprised. The reason why I say that is only because whenever the Fed has changed direction, They've always increased or decreased whatever direction change they went at least four times in a row in that direction. At least every time. Now, of course, there could be an exception here. You know, I mean, it's possible. But I actually think they will drop them at least one more time. And, of course, it's going to be all driven by what's going on in the economy. And try to remember the Fed tries not to raise or lower rates during an election year. So if they're going to do it, they've got to do it at the beginning of the year if they're going to do it. 
and then they'll leave it alone. So, we'll see. We'll see. Jerome Powell, if if he pulls us off and we really don't go into a recession because he changed just in time, you got to give him credit, everybody. Yeah, maybe he's, yeah, maybe he did the right thing here. We'll see. I don't, it doesn't matter what President Trump says. I'm talking about uh, will it work and it, it, did he do it just in time? We'll see. I mean, Trump wants him to lower rates more and faster. Of course he would because he wants to get reelected and he wants to make sure there's lots of liquid money out there sloshing around. But there are problems with that liquid money, isn't there? So, anyways, 888 99 is our number. Let's go to another question caller 888 992 4278. Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Rob out in Illinois. I had a quick question what your thoughts are on McDonald's, which is ticker symbol MCD. They've had some, you know, pretty rough earnings recently, and their CEO is uh, removed just from <laughs> some kind of relationship. But I'm just wondering what your take is if this creates a better buying opportunity. I'm looking to maybe hold for a few years, nothing too long, but I figure that this is like a decent two hit to the stock that maybe long term is still on an upward trend still, is okay dividend. Just wondering your thoughts are on the company and holding it for a few years or so. Thanks, guys. I'll listen for the answer on the podcast. Yeah, long-term, McDonald's is a good, solid, blue-chip type company. It's $145 billion in size, 37,855 restaurants. Um, and the stock took a hit. It went from 220 in September, beginning of September, all the way down to 193 today. So, like what, a 25 27%, 30% hit? Um, and now, is that cheap enough? Well, they're going to have $8.48 next year. So what kind of PE is that? Well, see, that's still not cheap PE. It's in the mid-20s. I think it's still a little pricey at this point. I think you want it to come down between 175 and 180 Somewhere in there is where I would want to be a buyer. I'd probably be patient with it. I would be patient, even though it might have hit bottom. I still, I still, it's not cheap enough for me to step in at this one. But it's a good, solid company. It's a good company to have in your portfolio. And I'm not saying for a year or two, for years. That's why it's so important to buy it right. For years, you know, it would be a good company to have in your portfolio. It pays a 2.6% dividend, which is not great, not bad. <clears throat> but. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. We're coming on the last uh, portion portion of the show, everybody. So you got to get your calls in now if you want to get on air. And all this show, everything we do here on Talk is try to get you to that goal of financial freedom. So ask your questions. Let's get you there. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Paige from Sunnyvale. And I would love to know your thoughts on the stock Hasbro, H-A-S, 
they've gotten hammered recently because of some poor earnings having to do with the China problems. And I'm just curious at what point you think it would be a good buy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay, Hasbro manufactures uh, traditional and toy-related specialty products, games, and interactive products sold worldwide. And of course, a lot of their stuff made in China, and we have the Chinese Chinese trade war. You know, that whole thing will turn around if there's agreement with the trade. So this stock has fallen from $120 down to $94 in the last, what, three weeks because of the earnings got smushed. Okay, but they're still making good earnings. They're going to make $3.88 this year and then $4.78 next year. It's a $94 stock. So that's what? A 20 PE? So it's not going to be 21. It's not cheap. So I don't, you said you want to know where I would buy it or where is a good buy point. I think you want to be in the mid to high 70s. I think that's where you buy this stock. It's not cheap enough to buy. It pays 2.9% dividend. Growth rate is kind of flat. It, you know, of course, this quarter will be better than another quarter because it's Christmas quarter. You know, holiday season. I think the sales will grow up, go up pretty big. But I, I don't. I think you wait. I think it's like McDonald's. Uh, it's a 13 billion dollar company, and they've always made money. So it's not like there's in danger of going out of business or anything. And the 2.9% dividend is you know, pretty sustainable. I mean, that's only about a 50-60% payout ratio and that's not that high. That's the area that we like. So, I, I probably would wait. I, I just probably would. Hasbro, ATS is a symbol, everybody. Hasbro. Costco, Black Friday's coming. Black Friday. Not, I don't shop on Black Friday, by the way, just so you know. I hate crowds. I hate shopping, if you want to know the truth. But this Thanksgiving, Costco is having some really great deals. Even though they're 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 closed on Thanksgiving, they're open Black Friday. But on Thanksgiving, you still can shop online with Costco, and they have some some certain things that are pretty good bargains. Uh, Two hundred fifty dollars off an of Apple Mac MacBook Pro, thirteen point three inch screen. Hundred dollars off Xbox uh, One S. That's a pretty good deal. 100 bucks off. And $50 off the fix Fitbit. Now, who? Someone just bought Fitbit. Another big player just bought Fitbit, didn't they? Anyways, so, you know, you still could shop even on Thanksgiving at Costco and get some great deals. And some of these deals are there now. I mean, you don't even have to wait. You can shop now. But Black Friday, you know, the, the, I don't know if you know this, but the day between Black Friday and Christmas, those days are less this year than in previous years. It's going to be a shortened buying season. So you might want to start, you might get involved now with buying your stuff. Okay? Now, we're going to have a light economic week. In other words, there's not going to be a lot of economic statistics coming out this week. Um, we'll get, you know, our weekly, uh, weekly uh, unemployment claims, and they're still very, very low. We're going to get a little bit of inflation news before the end of the week. Uh, and it was a shortened holiday week for economic numbers coming out of Washington. They're all closed for Monday, Veterans Day. Uh, so we're not going to get anything from them to push stocks up or down. It's all going to be about China. 
It's all going to be about what happens with the Chinese trade deal. That's where we're going to get any kind of catalyst. If we're going to get a big catalyst, that's where it's going to come from. I can't see any other, you know, a black swan event where something happens that comes out of left field. The other, anything other than bad can come from China from the demonstrations in Hong Kong. So that could offset some of this positive China deal. If we don't get the positive China deal, then it's going to get worse. So those are those are the those are the things you're going to be looking for, everybody. Okay. The Hong Kong things, make sure it doesn't blow up and more people get killed, and the China trade. That's the only two things you can see. I'm Steve Peasley, and this competes on another Talk program. I will return tomorrow, I promise. And please tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads on Talk. And get them at Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. You can download from there, or you can download from investtalk.com also. Be sure to rate us. I really would like a rating. I want everybody to have a great night. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.